Hi, I'm Carrie Pyle Lawrence, and welcome to Diary of Divorcee, the podcast. Um, this is where we talk about all things post-divorce and how awesome post-divorce life can be, and also the bad things too. But, um, you know, when I was getting divorced, I thought that like the world was gonna be my oyster. I was gonna go out there, I was gonna date. I thought Brad Pitt was gonna be on my doorstep and that I was just gonna online Amazon my way through men until I found the perfect match. And I really thought it was gonna be super, super enjoying and easy. And while getting dates was not the hardest, the, some of the things that I encountered were more of like a can't make this shit up kind of moment. I mean, I have had probably a hundred disaster dates. And by I mean disasters, I mean epic freaking disasters. And I never thought that that was gonna be possible. And every time I ever talk about my disaster dates, they get one comment and they say, oh, well, Carrie, you're the common denominator, so it must be you. So I decided that I was gonna bring on somebody today that actually went on a date with me. And so he could tell me if it's me or really it's just that bad out there. <laughs> so Mikhail, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, happy to be here. You're in your 40s, I'm in my 40s. We both live in the same town. We do. Basically it's Marydville, that's what you coined it. <laughs> tell me a little bit about like your dating history and like where you are right now. I've uh, dated probably um, within multiple zip codes, right? We've uh, been all the way from uh, as far down as San Diego and as uh, far north as Portland, Oregon, believe it or not. Wow. To uh, get on a plane for a, for a Tinder date. You got on a plane for a first date? I did. That had yeah. to be weird. Uh, it was kind of weird, but it ended up actually being pretty cool. Really? And uh, she worked for Nike and I got a free pair of shoes out of it. Oh, so. that's well. <laughs> You didn't leave empty-handed. Didn't leave empty-handed. <laughs> um, but now it makes me uh, think, because you have me on this show, if I am in the bucket of those 100 disaster dates um, and where my ranking is across those uh, are you 100. Are you going to be really disappointed if I tell you you weren't a disaster date? Oh, really? Well, that's uh, refreshing to hear. Well, actually, let's talk about this. Um, okay. Okay, because I think that there's some good tips that we could give people. Because I actually think that you did. You did some things that I hadn't seen before, and I was like, damn, this guy's <laughs> impressive. They need to take some notes from him. Thanks. So we met online. We met online. It was, I think it was Bumble. Uh, some app that you swipe on. You so. were sitting on a surfboard with your shirt off, guys. His number one picture was a shirtless selfie. <laughs> that couldn't be possible to have a selfie in the middle of the ocean. Um, but well, I appreciate did... you recognizing it as a selfie. Well, I mean, it must have ta taken great skill because how the hell did you get that photo? Uh, my buddy's actually an ocean photographer and uh, uh, photographs waves and he just said, hey, Mikhail, look this way and it just happened to work out. Got it. So, so he was like, I'm, this is my number one pick right here. Well, the problem is with, I think other guys do quite well, you know, in terms of like their profile pictures and this and that minus flexing in the bathroom shirtless, which is absolutely stupid to me. Like it is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, at a minimum, maybe your toilet seat should be down, you know, even if you're, <laughs> it's gonna be passable. You know, I think if you're outside, it's a sporting event, you're surfing, you know, and your shirt's off like, it's one thing from that because I'm the kind of guy that I just always am smiling and I can't take a picture without it looking like that cheesy yearbook smile. <laughs> so I don't know how to do that whole like sexy, cool, like, the, like mysterious, you know, like look. The blue and, steel. 
Yeah, whatever it is, but it's just like he managed to get that one photo where I was like, oh, I'm actually just have a normal face, you know, without smiling like an idiot every time. You know? <laughs> well, I did think it was a really good picture, obviously, because I swiped right. And then we ended up making a plan to go to dinner. Yep. And I was, and we didn't really talk or chat that much before we met, which is kind of my vibe. I'm not yeah. like a big get to know you via text. Yeah, there's there's no sense, you know, in like here, you know, let's go back and forth, you know, 20 different emails, texts, what emails, who emails on a day before a date? That would be me. <laughs> um, You'd be like, I have emailed you Yeah, as a matter itinerary. of fact, when a girl back in the day, this was like 20 years ago, when a girl would refuse to give her, give me her number, I would actually ask for her email address and then I would write her a convincing paragraph of why she should give me her number for me to take her out. And nine out of 10 times it worked that way. Dang, you so, are, you just don't take no for an answer. Well, I think there's areas you do need to take no for an answer. Like right? what? Here's a good example is us, right? Okay. When a girl just says like, hey, you know, I don't think we're clicking or I don't like feel it's right. You know, I believe in, in or in your case, you know, you're like, hey, Mikhail, you know, I have kids, you know, no offense. I'm just like looking for someone who's like at the same junction in life that I am. And I think you just gotta be able to like recognize and acknowledge that without trying to convince someone otherwise. You know, I think guys, this is like their, guys, you should really listen to this because this is like your number one, like my number one tip is never try to like talk a girl into continuing to date you. If she's not interested, like let it go, you know? And if anything, you know, like an amazing friendship happens from, it, you know? Mm -hmm. And whether you're dating or even if you're in a relationship, you know, like I get it fight for what you love, but you know what? There, you have to like do it in moderation, right? And I think, you know, I just told you, I was like, hey, you know, I really like you. Like, is there anything like that I could improve on my end to continue to date you? And it wasn't that. And then like, we ended up actually becoming super cool friends. Yeah. I would never have projected that you'd be inviting me to your birthday, you know? And similarly, you know, I've, I've had a girlfriend, you know, in the past where it didn't work out. And guess what? She married this like killer guy who's like, flies military helicopters and everything. And for my dad's 80th birthday, I got to take my dad up in this like bitchin' like military helicopter. And it was like the best gift I could give my dad because she ended up dating this other guy and marrying him, you yeah. know? And we just stayed cool friends, you know? When I look at dating, I look at this as an opportunity to meet somebody new, totally. you know? And I don't necessarily go into it, or I guess I should say, I don't necessarily go into it now. I think that early on, when I was like, you know, trying to find, like really adamant about trying to find a relationship, I was like, is this the one? Is this the yeah. one? Is he the one? And there was like so much pressure. Now it took me a lot of disaster dates and a lot of like just dating in general to realize that like you never know what is on the other end of that line, yeah. you know? Online dating is like fishing. It's like you're just throwing out your line. It's yeah. like what you reel in, I mean, you sure you can hope like, oh, is this the big one? Is this the big yeah. one? But like, you know, you never know what you're gonna pull up. You, and there's so many different factors. And I think that you really have to, when dating, especially in your 40s, I think that you really have to kind of like let go of expectation and look at it like, hey, this is a new person that I'm able to meet and I'm gonna see how they fit in to my life, right. if at all. I think that we do ourselves a, a disservice by saying it's a black or white question. It's either we're lovers or we're nothing. And I think right. that there's a lot of gray area between there, which I think that we've done a really good job of like figuring that out. I think so. Yeah, So, but I have to say, I have to give you some really good props because on okay. the first, let me just tell you, I'm gonna paint the picture of my first date with Mikhail. 
So he asks me out and he ta- he tells me to meet him at a restaurant, which I can't even remember what the restaurant was. And um, I show up. I've been on like a gazillion dates at this point. So I'm thinking he's going to be at a table waiting for me and I'm gonna have to like search for him. And then I always have this anxiety that, oh gosh, what if I don't recognize him or he doesn't recognize me and I'm aimlessly walking around the restaurant. So as I'm walking up to the door, I'm thinking like, gosh, I hope he looks like his picture so I don't have to roam around the restaurant for too long. And I walk up and there you are. You're standing outside of the restaurant waiting for me. And I thought that that was such a very simple gesture, but also one that I really want to give you giant kudos for because you took that anxiety away. You were like standing right there and you're like, oh, hey, I was waiting for you. I'm like, oh. I would always just feel awkward sitting by myself, you know? I mean, that would probably be awkward too, but most people do that. Really? Yeah. Because I find that fascinating, you know? I mean, my I look at it, you know, as like, Oh, you're sitting by yourself, you know, like you're a loser. And as a matter of fact, I did that once New Year's Eve at Hawaii at a table because I went for Hawaii New Year's. Don't ever do that, by the way. Don't even go to Hawaii by yourself. Like everyone's a lover. And I literally sat at a table with like everyone was getting proposed. Everyone was making out. You couldn't paint yourself more as a loser going by yourself to (laughs) Hawaii. That sounds awful. Yeah. I went for a surf trip and I ended up coming home with like serious depression. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. Yeah. If I was going to rank like how you should show up for a first date, I would say number one, you should wait for her outside the restaurant. If you can't wait for her outside the restaurant, then I would say like wait for her by the bar or like at the table, I guess. But the, the thing that you shouldn't do is you shouldn't be late. Like she yeah. should arrive after you arrive. I feels- would say punctuality for a guy on a first date is, is key. Yeah. And then, and then um, so then we have this like, we had a really enjoyable time. You were really funny. We had like a great time. And then at the end of the date, you were like, oh, I have something for you in my car. And I was like, oh, okay. And you go to your car, which was a very nice car, by the way. I think he was actually doing it so he could show me his car. That's what I thought. I really wasn't, honestly. Like, I'm just a car nut by trade. So then he gives me flowers. He had flowers in the car. And he gives me flowers. And with the flowers was a note. And I went home and I opened the note. And it was a thank you card for um, showing up with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, if you need, like, some suggestions on first dates, I think that was pretty clutch. Those three things were pretty clutch. I always will remember that. Thanks, I appreciate that. You're welcome. So what are the three most important things for girls to do for you? The three most Like important, on a first date. Uh, on a first date. Number one is when you show up to the date, be present by mm. all means. I can't tell you the number of dates where it's just like they're on their phone the entire time. They haven't even bothered to look at the menu. It's like the servers come by like three times. What are they doing? I don't understand. I don't know exactly what they are doing on there. So like you're sitting at a table and somebody is just like, you're talking to them and they're on their phones? The whole time. And they just go, yeah, just one more minute, you know, and everything, you know, it's, it's absolutely rude, you know? Yeah. And I I know that every one of these instances that I've experienced that, Mm -hmm. none of these girls are any kind of like global stock market traders that (laughs) they should be on their phone during this time of the day. It's not like, oh, I'm on the Nikkei exchange in Japan. Let me just make these two trades. And then like, you know, I'll start talking to you, you know? (laughs) Number two, I think, um, and this is kind of a, a rule for both 
guys and girls. I don't believe in this like, hey, do you want to meet up at Starbucks, you know, when you're sweaty after a workout in your yoga pants, you know, and like I'll show up, you know, in my running sneakers, you know, or uh, at Jamba Juice or any of that, right? It's just lame, right? Mm -hmm. You think it's like a horrible environment to meet people in. It's good for both the guy and the girl to put a little effort in, you know, mm. and and show up, you know, that you're you're interested, you know, um, that there is a, at least even a desire and inclination, you know, to go out, you know. And I must say, you know, when you showed up for your day, you were stunning. You know? And uh, so my third requirement uh, is, and this is going to kind of lead into a, a bigger discussion. Okay. It's cliche for people to say it's hard to, to date in L.A., but it, it really is. And I think... There's always this kind of like leverage component, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what can you do for me? Like, mm. what can you hook me up with? You know? And it's almost like I have to have like, you know, courtside Laker tickets in my back pocket to get a second date, you know, type of thing. It's, it's really, really bizarre um, in, in, in terms of what that is. You know, so like, what um, you're saying is that you find that women in L.A. are very opportunistic? Yeah. And, you know, if you're asking questions in the course of the date, uh, of things of like you're, you're talking here about of like you know material value mm -hmm. it's just a it's just an I've, I've lost interest you know completely yeah you know and I think with you you know it's like you're not asking me like hey uh, how many bedrooms and bathrooms is your home you know like do you have access to a private jet you know like that has nothing to do with you getting to know me right yeah um, it's one thing, you know, if I if I showed up in some kind of like weird kidnapper van that you could then start like, you know, picking my brain as to like, hey, well, give me the backstory here of like what's going on, you know. That would um, be interesting. I so can't imagine. Those you are kind of like my three big points that I look out for. I mean, I think that those are really good points. I didn't know that girls did that. Oh, it's it's un it's unreal. You know, I've had people, you know, like girls I go like, I'll suggest a, a you know, a mid-grade place to go out for dinner. Uh -huh. And then they're like, oh, well, why don't we do Nobu in Malibu? Like, well, sure, you know, let me just drop $300 on a first date, you know? And at that rate, right, and I, I know you make it sound like I'm this like, this man whore going on all these dates. You know? <laughs> I did um, not making it sound like that. You already, I've gone on just as many dates. True, it, but I, uh, I definitely would say if I was to scale that uh -huh. at two to $300, Per date, that means each time I go on a date, I'm paying a monthly lease payment for a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, you know it doesn't make sense. Yeah, at all. No. Know? And I think you know going to a going to a nice you know mid grade restaurant, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like I am the opposite. I am the person who wants to go on the coffee date because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is a first meeting. Right. I don't want to be stuck at dinner with somebody that I don't know that I that might go go terribly wrong. So right. if I make the first introduction short then the second date can be like the first date should be and that's that's true too and it's i think it comes more from the reason i suggested is because like i just believe in putting in effort mm -hmm. you know and i would just want to show them like hey you know i mean i think that that's a really wonderful quality i don't think that you should change that yeah. do you know what i mean obviously it made quite a impact on me i noticed it right away and i don't think that like you know, everybody has their different kind of magic, you right. know, and I think that that's part of your magic. The fact that you want to show somebody that you are willing to make an effort. It's a precedent, right? You're paving the way for like what the what the uh, the potential relationship can be in the future. Right. And you want somebody who's going to make an effort right. and also reciprocated effort. You Definitely. Know? We always joke about how we live in Marydville. Yes. And um and it really is. It's a land of G-Wagons, Range Rovers, and Strollers. That's, that's, 
literally what we live in. You've never been married, right? I've never been married. You've never been married and you don't have any kids. And so you've been dating like your whole life, essentially. Uh, yeah, you could say that. I mean, I've been in some long relationships. Mm -hmm. um, I've lived with people before. Um, and uh, you, you start realizing the older you get what works and what doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. And mentally in your head, whether it's in your head or on, on paper, either way, you're making kind of a list, right? And it keeps on like fine tuning it. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the problem is, is the more you fine tune it, the harder and harder yeah. it gets. As you grow older, you have all this information, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have all this information about myself. Like I know who I am. I know what I like because I had all of this time to like figure it out. And you know, when I was dating in my twenties, it's like you don't have as much information. And second of all, people that you're dating, you're dating for potential because they haven't lived life yet. You right. know, they're just started. So you're starting your lives out together and you're looking at somebody and you're like, wow, he has so much potential. He could grow and be this and I'm going to grow and be this. But then you come to your forties and like, you're kind of at the end of potential, right? right? Yeah. That whole build a boyfriend, build a husband period. Like yeah. that phase is done. done. Like, you need to come pre-built, prefabricated, <laughs> yeah. like ready to go. Yeah. So you're looking at somebody like a whole person, not the potential. And then you know so much about yourself and then you're trying to put these two things together. And because there's so much more information, it becomes that much harder to find somebody that aligns with who you are and what you're looking for and who they are and what they're looking for. So right. it just becomes more and more difficult. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It's actually good. Cause like if you find somebody, you're probably going to find somebody that you're really, really compatible with because right. you're, it's based on all this information, Yeah. but also makes it a lot more difficult. Couldn't agree more. What's the worst breakup like ways that somebody has done it. I uh, dated this girl. Uh, she was from Austria. Okay. And um, I went out on a, on a first date with her, uh -huh. right? It all went well. And then the second date, I went to open her door for her. And she goes, I totally uh, disempowered her as a woman for opening her car door for her. So I was like, hey, I'm totally sorry. And from that moment, I never got her, her car door for her ever again. <laughs> and we went on, right? But there are always like things, you know, that I would just try to do as a guy, right? And I just want to do and like, you know, be a gentleman, you mm -hmm. know, and I don't think I need to be stripped of that, you know, in, in today's society to just want to do something nice for a girl. I think that what life was telling you in that situation was that you guys just didn't align because you found a lot of value right. in doing like making those like efforts and she actually was offended by them. Sometimes, you know, you date for so long mm -hmm. that you've just kind of like, you're exhausted from it, right? And yeah. you want, you almost like subconsciously now just want something to work, mm -hmm. right? So what you do is then you move the needle a little bit and you make an accommodation, yeah. right? And I think it's, you always need to check yourself mm -hmm. as to how far you're gonna move that needle mm -hmm. to accommodate. Because if you move the needle too far, it can very much lead to disaster and like, yeah. That was my experience of this because I kept moving the needle, right? To mm -hmm. accommodate, accommodate, accommodate. And it finally came down to, uh, she, um, she's one of these people who's like, you know, as frugal as possible, right? Uh -huh. So we went to uh, one of these car washes, you know, where you put the quarters in yeah. and self-wash your car. Um, so the sign says $1.25, right? In what reality can you get your car washed for $1.25? You can't, no. you have to bring extra quarters for this machine. Yeah. Like you have to, that machine is going to eat at least five bucks worth of quarters for a decent wash of your car. Okay. So here she is with just a buck 25, right? She turns it literally. I think the counter was like 30 or 60 seconds at most. Right. Uh -huh. And I was like, Hey, do you want me to do this for you? She's like, I got it. Right. And now she's like, 
trying to first figure out is it the suds, the bubbles, like whatever. The car is covered in soap, right? There's literally, I think, like 10 or 12 seconds remaining on the counter. Uh -huh. And I was like, because I'm a car guy, so I'm like, your paint is going to be destroyed as this now like bakes in the heat. Like, we got to get this soap off, right? So I don't have time to explain this to her uh -huh. of like, hey, I'm about to not disempower you, but I'm trying to really get this done, right? So what do I do? I just run up to her, I grab the entire like wand, right? And I'm like zipping around the car and I got it all done, right? Uh -huh. It almost felt like a challenge for me. So I was like, woohoo, I beat the timer. 12 seconds, got all the soap off the car, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, babe, right? She's like this, right? I'm like, okay, I don't know what the hell's happening, right? And then we go to Whole Foods to get food for dinner. Uh -huh. And she's just, I was like, hey, I'm like, what's wrong? You know, like, well, what's bugging you? Mm -hmm. And she goes, you just keep disempowering me. And I'm like, you're the luckiest girl in the world. I'm going to empower you to find somebody else and I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And I literally took my keys and I left. And I guess, I don't know how she got home from Whole Foods. Oh, you left but, her there? Yeah, so that's how that uh, breakup went after that was uh, kind of a dick move being too. together for two years. But you know what? I just couldn't put up with it anymore. So I mean, that's I, I don't blame you, but you, you should have ended that a lot so I should two years yeah you and knew I should on have, the second day and I think it was just like at a I just kind of hit a breaking point and yeah. that's that's my life lesson to learn she's probably sitting there being like this one time this asshole he left me yeah. at Whole Foods after <laughs> he took the wand out of my hand yeah and disempowered me disempowered me, me. <laughs> that dick so, so what's your current dating status now have you been on any good dates there any, do you have anybody in the queue? You don't have to say names. You can give them nicknames. We only use, <laughs> for dates, we only use nicknames around here. I am seeing someone right now. Oh! And, uh, it's, uh, it's going actually. Uh, is this a resurrected relationship or is this a new relationship? Uh, it is resurrected, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Is this somebody that I met the other day at the restaurant? No. It oh, not. different. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, that person just that you met at the restaurant that I was on a date with, uh -huh. which uh, that was actually quite funny that uh, you ran into seeing me on a different date. Yeah, um, that was funny. Let me tell this story. It was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I went to a party and with a couple of friends. And then afterwards, we ended up going and getting something to eat at a local restaurant. And I sit down and then I hear my name and I look two tables down and it's you with another redhead. <laughs> <laughs> redhead part two and um i walk over and i say hi and i gave you a big hug and he, you immediately asked me if i was on a date with this guy and i was like no 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 but i think he thought it was a date because yeah. i invited him but i didn't know i was asking him on a date but now gotcha. i think in hindsight i think i did on accident but anyways i've never heard of somebody being accidentally invited on a date but only you could pull that off okay i have a really good story about this do you want to hear it sure oh it's really good okay i was working out of the gym and i noticed that there was this guy that had kept coming in for like six months and he's there every day when i'm there and i don't know about you but i have like a whole gym community now so oh yeah. i have a morning gym community yes yeah, so I, mean, like, I think everyone should yeah so yes. if like if you go at the same time every single right. day then you just start seeing the same people yep. and then after a while you start saying hey you become like bros you like do like the you know the fist pound or whatever so i noticed a newbie right coming in every day at 8 30 working out and he's there for a while he's there for like six months and i noticed that he's been losing like a significant amount of weight for some reason i just got a hair up my ass that day and i was like you know what i'm gonna go and tell him that he's that i've noticed a difference so i went up to him and i said hey i've noticed you've been coming here for a while i've noticed how hard you've been working and i just wanted to let you know that your work is paying off you look really great I'm like, you've noticed you've lost like a bunch of weight. Looks at me and he says, 
yeah, because before you thought I was like a real big fat ass and I was kind of like taken back. I was like, whoa. That... Wrong response. Wrong response. And I, I kind of like laughed it off. I was like, no, actually, I just wanted to let you know that you've been doing a really good job. So anyways, that was kind of how I like broke the ice. So then as I kept seeing him, he became part of the gym community in my eyes, you know? So it was like we fist pound, hey, what's going on? So on St. Patrick's Day, I saw him at the gym that morning. And at this point, he had been saying, oh, you know, I'm in the middle of a divorce. I uh, used to live in this area, but then I moved. I have three kids. It gives me like a little bit of information about him. So I knew that he was like in this post-divorce life. And since I'm like the poster child for post-divorce, I was like, oh, I'm going to like show him the way, you know? Yeah. So I was like, what are you doing for St. Patrick's Day? He's like, oh, nothing. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to a party. You're more than welcome to come if you want. And I figured in my mind, like, there's going to be other divorced people there. I can indoctrinate him into the, like, post-divorce community. In, the, in reality, I'm pretty sure he thought, oh, wow, this girl at the gym's hitting on me. And she just asked me out. Yeah. That's not Totally. What... I would, the way you're, the narrative you're giving me here, that's exactly how that guy's brain should have, like, formulated yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't really know that until, like, after. Okay. So anyways, so I tell him that I'm going to go to the the, um, the party, that I'd pick him up in an Uber on my way there. Give me your address. I was like, okay. So it's pretty bold of you. I know, right? Yeah. I can be bold sometimes. So then um, my neighbor was ended up having a get together at her house. So before I get in the Uber to go pick up him, I decided to go over to my neighbor's house. So she's there and she has this woman there. And so she's, we're sitting there, we're having like some green drinks or whatever. The woman says, oh, I have these three kids. We used to live in this area. Doesn't really like ring a bell or anything. And then my friend texts me. She's like, oh, she's going through like a really bad divorce right now. And for some reason, all of a sudden, I thought about this guy. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. He has three kids. She has three kids. He used to live in that city. She used to live in that city. Like, everything was kind of aligning. And then, and then I was like, I text my friend. I'm like, what's his name? And she says the name of the guy that I'm oh going to pick gosh. up in the Uber. I was like, what's his last name? She says the, name of the, the last name of the guy I'm going to pick up in the Uber. So basically, I met his ex, soon-to-be ex-wife. Then I get in an Uber and go and pick his ass up. And then wow. it's, and then I'm sitting in the Uber and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Do I tell him that I just met his ex-wife or not? And so then I'm like, I'm not keeping this shit to myself. This is not my problem. So as soon as he opens up the door, I'm like, you're gonna think this is really weird, but I just met your ex-wife. And he's like, Ugh. And yeah, it was super weird. Wow. You and, know what have been more weird though? What? Is if you were like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get these two to like meet each other. And like, I should convince her to come along. And then <laughs> that you actually got them together in the Uber. That would have been amazing to just see that like atomic bomb go off. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just saying, had it worked out that way. I mean, imagine that lady from the party was like, oh my God, I totally want to come with you. Oh my gosh. And yeah. that's what happened. That so would have been disastrous. I dodged a major bullet. So at the end of the night, we end up running into you okay. at that place. This guy thinks he's still on a date with me. Right. I'm like, holy shit, this is the weirdest thing ever, and I need to get the hell out of here. Gotcha. And then you're on the date with the redhead part two. <laughs> yes. The reason why that date didn't work out is uh, they're just are too high energy for me. That's so, so weird because I don't feel like you're low energy. I'm not low energy, but the level of energy is insane. So like, she's like small dog energy. Like, Bleh. Yeah. 
You know, like you go to the movies with her and it's like, what do you think is going to happen next? How would I know? Like, I mean, we're both here watching this movie for the first time, you know, and it's like you almost feel like you need to carry elephant tranquilizer to like tell her to like chill out. Yeah, know? that's probably not your love connection right there. That's not the person you're going to be spending yeah, no, the rest but, of your uh, life the, with. The current person I am seeing um, is uh, is working out like pretty nicely, actually. How long have you been seeing each other? So, uh Probably like immediately after you last saw me. So oh, really? St. Patty's was that's March, like seventeenth. So like a, like six weeks or six something. Weeks, yeah. High five so, for you. Thanks. I'm proud of you. So we'll see. We'll see. So what are there any like anything that you're concerned about? Anything that you're excited about? I would say the only concern, and this is going to be interesting, is uh, that uh, she has an OnlyFans page. So you just totally dropped a nuclear bomb in this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So how do you feel about that? Um, Wait a minute. Is it like an OnlyFans page? Like, hey, I'm going to like follow me around for my life. Or is it like an OnlyFans page? Like I do weird shit with my feet. It's just an OnlyFans page where she just takes uh, photos of herself in like lingerie. There's nothing... Uh, uh, like pornographic in nature, but she is in lingerie. So she is in lingerie, right? So that is, yeah, right. There's like some some person, you know, in like Tustin, mean, California, you know, that's paying four ninety nine a month to see my future girlfriend in lingerie. So the question is now, how do I feel about that? Right? How do you feel about that? Um, you know what? It hasn't really sunken in as like an as like a crazy red flag uh-huh um to me you know it's, i think it would rub me the wrong way for sure if she was like oh i'm an escort you know and i'm just like giving blowies every weekend right <laughs> um that's kind of like obviously it would not work for me i'm invested now so. i'm so invested i thought you were gonna i didn't know i thought you were gonna say something completely different i did not think you were gonna be like so she has an only fans page yeah. she's a single mom Okay. I get it, right? As a mama bear, like that is your priority, right? Mm -hmm. To like take care of your kids. She makes uh, a very uh, low ball income mm -hmm. at her current job of making only 40K a year. Oh, wow. And that I'll is tell low. You, if, you're, if you're living in California. That's like less than like minimum wage. To give you an idea. An employee in and out hourly makes more than that. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, to put it in perspective, um, and it's not that she's not bright, mm -hmm. um, but hey, listen, she, she went through a divorce. Uh, she uh, used to date someone who was uh, in the military. Mm -hmm. So she's been a stay-at-home mom her whole life. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, you're, you're trying to get your foot in the world and everything. And I, I as a matter of fact, you know, rather than, than judge the situation, I commend it mm -hmm. in uh, trying to do uh, whatever it takes and uh, to make sure, you know, your, your kid is going to be, you know, uh, financially okay as well. I mean, I think that that is a beautiful thing to, for you to say and also to feel. And I know that it's like really true and authentic to you, which is like, don't judge a book on, but on, by the cover. It's a little maybe like shocking at first to be like, oh, she has an OnlyFans page and maybe we do like a little ha 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 ha. But in reality, like you're right. It's not easy being a single mom living in a big city like LA. And you know, sometimes we have to do what we gotta do. And right. you know, you're lucky that she was honest with you about that. Yeah, and I will say out of uh, any individual that I have dated uh, probably in the last couple of years, I have never met someone with uh, such sincerity and being so genuine. So. Oh, maybe you're gonna be posing in lingerie soon. No, that would never happen. <laughs> All right, well, to wrap things up, um, I think I usually ask people for their disaster dates. So do you want to share a disaster date? One is only like a, a two second long disaster date. So, that, so I'll share you two quick ones here. Okay. So on the first one, um, I went on a date, thought it was great with this girl. 
And then I decided the following day I was going to go out with some of my guy friends. We went to go see a movie. And I think we went to the movie at like 9 p.m. And I came back and I had seven missed calls from this girl, mm -hmm. right? And um, no texts, just calls. And then there was one voicemail. And I looked at the voicemail length, right? Because like when you look at your phone, it shows you the length of the voicemail. Uh -huh. This voicemail was like 13 minutes and 20 seconds, seconds long, right? Whoa. I was like, what kind of, like, did you just leave your phone on, right? Yeah. And I wish I never upgraded phones and I had downloaded this conversation because it was like truly remarkable, right? <laughs> I think there were times where she was either like quoting Shakespeare or Charles Dickens in the, in the voicemail because she was like, look at us, two ships passing each other through the night, right? And this is like how the whole conversation went on. And I was actually like scared. I was like, this is like weird and psychotic. So I actually never call that person back. Uh -huh. um, that was like that. That's weird. Disaster. It's just really weird. Yeah. Um, but then the second date, this is like probably just takes the cake of all dates ever. I even challenged someone to tell me that they've had a worse date okay. than this. So um, I uh, met this girl on Tinder and she was like, hey, she's all she was very forward. She's all like, hey, let's go out to dinner. Right. So. She wanted to meet on a first date to have dinner at the Montage in Beverly Hills, right? Okay. And you know, this is one of those times where I'm just like, where I say, you know, like you're craving connection, love, whatever. And I'm just like, you know what, F it. It's gonna be two or 300 bucks for this dinner, but like it's a Friday night. Like I'm just gonna be an idiot, not think about it and go out and do this, mm -hmm. okay? And she's super hot, right? I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> right? <laughs> Clearly if it's some like, you know, weird girl in a cardigan sweater or something, I'm probably going to say no to that idea. <laughs> okay, note to self, no cardigans. So she's like, you know, telling me like, oh, I have a super sexy dress I want to wear and everything. I'm like, fuck it, let's go, uh -huh. right? So, you know, it, it's fun to dress up and do all that. So I was like, sweet. So we go there and meet up, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, I actually looked at the menu and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to order any drinks and everything. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, ah, it'll be 120 bucks tops. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. So, uh, you know, she's ordering, I'm ordering. And then like the, the server comes and goes, what would you like to drink? And she, I didn't even know this page was on the menu. She's all like, yeah, can we do bottle service, right? And I'm just like, you're high, first of all. Like, are there 10 people together on this date? Are we sitting at a giant table? Like, are we at a club? Why on earth are we getting bottle service right now? Um, I can't believe she ordered bottle service. And I looked at the price of this, right? It was $600, right? Oh my gosh. So first of all, I had to put my foot down, right? Like, yeah. There, there's a threshold here at right. this point. So I told her, I was like, hey, listen, I'm not a big drinker. Like, I gotta get home. She's like, oh, well, I Ubered here. She's like, I just hate bothering them. And she's like, don't worry. She's like, I'm actually paying for this whole dinner. And I was like, okay, like, you do what you want. I'm not gonna tell you how to spend your money, right? Uh -huh. And and uh, so she orders it and everything. And uh -huh. she's like mixing her drinks, talking, everything. And we're done, right? Now, she tells me, hey, I'm gonna go use the restroom and, uh, and I'll be right back, right? And the check has not come yet, right? Okay. Now, Obviously, my mind is always like tactical, right? I'm yeah. like thinking like what's happening next? I'm like, this is going to be the first time I get dined and dashed and I'm gonna be stuck now with a bill when you factor tip and everything that's gonna be near like 800 bucks here with tip, right? Like there's no way this is happening, right? So I told her, I was like, hey, listen, I'm like, I just met you. Like, I, and, I, and I even told her, I'm like, I'm not trying to be like judgmental or accusatory or anything, you know, but I'm like, you know, it's LA. I just need to make sure like you're still okay with like paying for dinner, right? So she opens up her like Prada purse or whatever mm -hmm. and she lays out nine one hundred dollar bills on okay. the table. Okay. And, and she you're goes, like, Whew. Yeah. So I was like, cool. She's like she's like, Can you just stop worrying and like try to have a good time? 
Right. Okay. So she leaves, comes back, repay, right? Uh-huh. And she gets into her cab, like kisses me goodnight and everything, uh-huh. right? And I come back and I'm just like, this is crazy. I can't believe some girl, you know, blew 900 bucks to go on a date with me. Yeah. Right? I'm like, this is kind of cool, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to complain. Like, yeah. sure, I'll see her again. Right? Um, so I was like kind of feeling it and everything. And like, it's a really like hot and passionate kiss and everything uh-huh. at the end of the night. So I was like, sweet. And then, so I'm actually calling my buddy who lives out in Texas and I'm telling him about this date. Uh-huh. Right? And then as I'm talking to him, she goes, hey, add me on Facebook. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay. Now, mind you, if you remember, like, I had, like, the older browser. I have, like, this MacBook. Uh-huh. If there's a MacBook Pro, this should be called, like, MacBook, like, Junior or something. It's, like, so <laughs> garbage. Okay. Right? So anyways, I had this thing open. I do have a MacBook Pro, by the way, now. In okay. case you girls Get are, you like, now. wondering that. Yeah. So we don't judge you Jeez, on your this computer. Guy's super cheap on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> For any nerd girls. We already know that you don't like spending money on first dates. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as I'm talking to him, I'm not looking where my like mouse cursor was, where I was typing. Uh-huh. And instead, I'm typing her name in onto Google. Okay. Right? And so I'm talking to him and I'm like hitting enter. And then like this picture comes up with her mugshot. Right? And she's wanted, okay, by the FBI for embezzling $1.2 million in food stamps. What? Like, I don't even know how this works, what this scheme is, or anything, right? Uh-huh. But I feel so bad, right, that the government paid for that date. Yeah. Like, it was really weird, and it was really, So what like, did you do? Bizarre, right? Uh-huh. Um, so the more I dug into this, right, uh-huh. then I, like... I, I was curious now, right? I'm like yeah. invested in like a true crime thing, you know, like trying to like look up more. Yeah. She had also stabbed a guy in Arizona. Oh, Jesus. Right? Listen, you were next. Well, and by the way, she had a really cool British accent, right? Okay. okay. This is like Tinder swindler, but like female yeah. style. So during the date, she's like, oh, darling, you know, like we'll have some of the gray goose, you know, and this uh-huh. and that. And like, you know, I'll try the caviar and whatever, right? And I'm just like, wow, this is like kind of cool, you know, like this like dating British royalty, not royalty, but you know, they yeah. always sound royal. So uh, anyways, she calls me, right? And uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to answer the phone and see what's up, right? And she goes, um, she goes like, hey, she's like, darling, she's like, when are, we, when are you taking me out? Uh, again, you know, I'd love to see you. I have more sexy dresses to wear with you and everything. I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about this, right? So I finally was just like, I'm going to call the, the bullshit right now. And uh-huh. I was like, hey, I'm all like, you know, I had a really nice time with you, but you got like kind of like some some fuzzy, sh- like shady stuff going on here with you. Uh-huh. And uh, I told her like, you know, I see this thing with the food stamps and everything, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, it, it was nothing. It already got like, carried away, right? And then I go like, well, also I'm reading here that you stabbed a guy in Arizona <laughs> in a bar fight. And then her British accent just shuts off right there. And she goes, that was a long time ago, you asshole. Right? So not only was this like a phony British person, it's like the most scam convoluted person I ever went on a date with. So I immediately like blocked that number and everything. And uh, that you was You managed that. to not get stabbed. I High managed five. not to get stabbed. We always welcome your content suggestions, your thoughts, and your disaster dates. So if you ever want to send them our way, you can send them to Diary of a Divorcee Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Mikhail, for coming on. Thanks for your having stories me. are so amazing, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear what happens with your new relationship. Thanks. We'll see where it goes. Yep. <laughs>